everybody what is good welcome to the damn dude podcast this is the show where we have the conversations that need to be had in a way that'll make you think and say damn dude this show is ultimately about self-understanding and deepening that connection with self and understanding why the fuck we do things that we do or don't do you know what i mean so i am your host california cow I have to say I am not one of those Californians. Um, I still believe that there's just two genders. There's male and female. And then you can be trans and you can be all this stuff. That's cool. Do whatever the fuck you want. At the base of it, there's only two. Um, also, what, uh, I don't wear a mask or drive in a car with a mask by myself. Um, I don't wear a condom walking around public all day just in case (laughs) um oh that's funny no so like there's those types of californians and i have to say i'm not one of them so anyways let's keep it moving this is season two episode 18 we're a little bit over a year old here and we've been putting out solid solid content for the What is up with my microphone? I don't know if it's registering as quiet as hell or not. But uh, we've been putting on, we've been going hard, a minimum of two episodes a week, every Monday and Thursday at noon. Sometimes we're a little bit late because I got a lot of shit I do. But uh, it is what it is, you know what I mean? So, bro, what? Something is up with my recording stuff, dude. I don't know. Hello. It's all registering as super duper quiet for some reason whoa hold on okay sorry that might be really annoying dude well hold on bro i hope you guys are able to hear this because my kid was messing with stuff on here and i don't know what he pressed or didn't press like it sounds good in my headphones but it's registering on my computer as super quiet, so I don't know. Let's just keep it moving. We'll see what happens. If something's off, we'll, we'll fine-tune it. Again, like I said, the Season 2, Episode 18 of the Damn Dude Podcast. This show is also here to help educate, entertain, and make an impact. A couple things we're going to be getting into is how do we have a better relationship with ourselves? What can we do every day in order to have the best relationship with ourselves that we possibly can? Like learning versus always being right. Um, and we're going to talk about just observing ourselves a lot in this episode. So if you guys ever, if the video for this ever actually comes out, <laughs> I have videos for every episode. I'm just behind like over a hundred something episodes for posting them and all that. Anyway, uh, you notice I'm rocking like some 1996 Jonathan Taylor Thomas type of haircut right now, <laughs> hairstyle. And you know what? It's all good. It just fucking happened after the wind was blowing in my hair after i dropped off my son this morning so (laughs) and because dude we got sun and sunny southern california once again which i'm so grateful for i love it i love cruising with the windows down it's one of my favorite things fucking ever so uh let's see oh i've oh i don't know what any of this stuff is oops Okay, sorry, I'm messing with stuff in, like, real time while I'm, like, talking to you guys, so I apologize, I'm kind of, like, all over the place right now. So, anyways, enough about Jonathan Taylor Thomas hair. Um, (laughs) mm -hmm. Okay, so, how do we have a better relationship with ourselves? What can we do every day in order to have the best relationship with ourselves that we possibly can? Well... I'm sure half of you guys, if you're familiar with the show, can guess what I'm about to say. Number one, number one, number one, anytime, always, forever is gratitude. Practicing gratitude. What are you grateful for? Um, I was practicing three things I'm grateful for every morning and every night. I have alarms set that go off for every... uh, I have alarms that go off for every what do you call it? Um, Oh, I have alarms that go off every morning and every night for that. 
So I kind of realized, I'm like, that's cool, but it wasn't like enough. So I started practicing gratitude. And I've got my gratitude book here. Again, if you ever actually get to see the video, you can see I'm holding up a purple notebook. Um, I've got tons of notebooks. I love notebooks. Like, the best gift for me is like a hardcover. If anybody ever is going to buy me a gift, either money or <laughs> house money, houseplants, or journals. Like, hardcover journals with like decently spaced lines. That's my shit. Like, there's not really anything else I ever want. Or stuff for my kids, you know? Um, so practicing gratitude every day. Now there's a couple days I miss here and there, but I've done the most I've missed is maybe two days. Um, probably even just a day there, there might've been once I missed two days. So for example, every morning when I wake up, the first thing I do when my eyes opens, and this is something I've been training my subconscious. So to have a better relationship with ourselves, I believe training our subconscious is a huge part of it. So literally every day that I wake up and right as I'm falling asleep, I train my brain instead of like, I'll be brutally honest here, like instead of like in the past, especially as like a teenager, or young adult, like it would just be a bunch of horny shit running through my mind, either like right when I wake up or right when I go to sleep. And that's fine, whatever that happens, you know what I mean? But at the same time, it's, our subconscious is trainable. So what I've been training my subconscious instead of all this extra weird shit, either that or stuff that stresses me out or stuff I'm potentially worried about. I've trained my subconscious and I'm continuously training my subconscious because it's a muscle. You don't just do this and it happens for good. Um, I've been training my subconscious to be like, okay, what are we grateful for? And then rather than even asking myself that it's more, I've been training lately just to start saying it whether out loud or in my head. So uh, initially, right when I wake up, I'll just start saying like, thank you, God. Thank you for letting me be alive. Thank you for letting me open my eyes. Thank you for letting me be awake. Thank you for another day. And a lot of times it's like that. It's like, thank you for another day. Thank you for letting me wake up. So I at least run through a minimum of three things. Oftentimes I'm so tired, I'm forgetting. So like, I'll end up saying like fucking three to 10 things or something. I don't know. But what happens is that betters my relationship with myself because I'm tuning, I'm fine tuning the way that I think. And when you fine tune the way you think, I think that's an extra step deeper than just kind of like fine tuning your actions. Like that's a great thing too, because it has to show up in real life and it has to also show up in, uh, hold on, no, that doesn't work. Uh, so it also has to show up in real life and also has to show up in your subconscious and your thoughts, because when the thoughts and the subconscious line up with the actions, then all the things that we do are of wholesome nature, because if our intentions are pure and then the action is pure, like a lot of times people will do good things for the sake of it, making their ego feel good rather than for the sake of their subconscious said, we need to do this. And then you don't really care about the credit or not. You know what I mean? So, uh, you know, so, for, okay, so I do that. So I wake up and I start thinking of the things. Thank you. Thank you. So, and I, I got this from Bradley. I'm, I might have it wrong a little bit, but I think he calls it his million dollar morning or his billion dollar morning or multi-million dollar morning or something like that. And basically what that is, is he wakes up and, and it's basically, he wakes up under the context of being alive, being able to wake up is worth more than any amount of money. So his example is, okay, let's say somebody were to say, I'll give you $10 million, but you can't wake up tomorrow, or you get to wake up tomorrow. And almost everybody's going to say, well, shit, I will pick like, you know, in the right state of mind um, is going to be like, well, shit, I'm going to choose to wake up tomorrow morning because what can you do with $10 million and you're not allowed to wake up tomorrow? So actually, that's Bradley right there. <laughs> um, and you guys should go give him a follow. Bradley is fucking incredible. Brad at the real Bradley and Lee is spelled L-E-A. And he says, it's Lee like T 
<laughs> you don't say Taya, you say T, T-E-A. <laughs> anyway, that's the idea. So I wake up and I'm like, holy shit, like, thank you, dude. I am alive. I get another day. Holy shit, it's a blessing. So when that is the context of my waking up, shit is just better. You know what I mean? Um, Everything is more pure when that's the place you come from. So then what I do is I go and I wake up. Usually what I'll do is I'll make some coffee. I'll go pee. And sometimes I even do it before. I don't know. I guess it depends. I'll, you know, I was just realizing. I don't realize. Do I brush my teeth before or after I drink coffee? Um, I think after. I think I brush my teeth after I drink coffee because I want my breath to smell good. Uh, you know what I mean? Just <laughs> coffee kind of makes your breath stink. So anyway, so as I'm drinking my coffee, I'll write down 10 things I'm grateful for. And this is an exercise I do every day. Well, almost every day, pretty much every day is I write down 10 things I'm grateful for today. And then I go through each single one and I say, thank you three times to each one. And I feel and envision every single piece of it that I'm envisioning. So I'll read you guys' mind from today just to, for the hell of it, right? I had no intention of sharing this, but this is real and this is what helps make my life better, right? So I'll, I'll read it to you guys. So this is, so I've already done the exercise. I'll just kind of read it. So number one, so today I'm grateful for, February 28th, today I'm grateful for, Today, I'm grateful for waking up with Royal next to me. Royal's my son. I love having him here. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And as I'm saying thank you all, visualize it and picture it and feel the experience of what it feels like in real life and say thank you to those experiences and to that vision. So number two, today, I'm grateful for real coffee. I finally was able to buy real actual coffee, not decaf. LOL. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, I've, yeah, I've been broke as shit. I finally got paid a little bit. I was able to buy some real coffee. <laughs> Number three, today I'm grateful for my mom. Her continuous support and help and belief in me is unmatched. So thank you, thank you, thank you. Number four, and you visualize that. I am grateful for my son, Nate. I haven't been able to hang with him in a while because he's been working a lot, and I'm so proud of him. He He can almost afford his guitar he's been dreaming of. Thank you, thank you, thank you. <laughs> Number five, I am grateful for people who are nice and kind to my kids. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And for that one, I'm envisioning like um, my my parents, um, certain friends, my chiropractor, Dr. Mark. If you guys need a chiropractor, holler at me, especially in Poway. Dr. Mark is the shit. Uh, he's a great individual. But he also was one of those people that showed me kindness to my kids. Like I remember when I saw him the first time and I took my youngest well, I took both my kids, but my youngest was in prime nap time, like, mode, needed a nap, like, and we had to just have this appointment at this time during his nap time, and he's spazzing and acting, like, as bad as he can, and my chiropractor, he sees me start getting flustered and start feeling judged and all this, and he's like, and that was the first time I met him, and if I remember correctly, I don't remember if he put his hand on my shoulder, but it felt like it, he's like, look, However your kids are, wherever they're at, whatever they're going through is perfect. It's it's perfect. All kids are exactly where they need to be. They're acting exactly how they need to be acting. It's perfect. Don't worry about it. And I was just like, holy fuck. Like, thank you, man. Like, uh, and then at the end of it, I was like, dude, like man to man. Thank you. I was like, I so appreciate the way that you spoke to me. And it just hit my heart, you know? So stuff like that. Uh, people like my homie Chode who I bought motorcycle from and I got to make them payments. And I've been this whole COVID thing fucked up business for me over the last year or two. And he's been kind enough to be like, dude, feed your family, feed your kids. Don't worry about paying me until you can just make sure that you and your kids are fed. And when you can give me the money, like I know we're cool. I trust you. Don't even trip like that shit. I appreciate it so much. So thank you, man. Like that just gives me chills right now. Um, 
Also, like, there was a guy at a restaurant the other day, and I see Royal just start acting all silly. I'm sitting across from him. Him and Grandma are sitting in one side of the booth, and I'm on the other. And I see Royal start making all these faces, and he's standing up, and he's being all silly. I'm like, what are you doing? So I look behind me, and this dude, he's like, he's like making faces at Royal and just being silly with them, like, in the other booth. And that's, like, a cool old school thing I miss. Like, a lot of people are, like, scared to interact with kids now. But I look back and I was like, and every time I look back, the guy wasn't doing anything. And eventually I was like, bro, what are you doing? And then I look back and the guy's cracking up. He's like, oh, he's like, I was just messing with him. I was making faces at him and all that. I was like, oh, like I was cracking up, dude. So I love that. Like I'm grateful people who are nice and kind to my kids. I love that. Number six, I'm grateful for snow in the local mountains. The snow is beautiful. Royal, Royal and my mom had so much fun. We went out to Mount Laguna the other day. There was at least like a foot and a half of snow all over. A lot of it's kind of like icing over or like melting and then re-icing over. But it was so fucking fun, man. It was incredible. It's so cool that we can literally drive like 40 something minutes and just be in the snow. And it's like 80 degrees here uh, in San Diego. So that's incredible. I'm grateful for that. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Number seven, I'm grateful for warm food. I appreciate being able to eat a hot meal. Especially during these struggle times. Ooh, I love me a hot meal. There's absolutely nothing better. Um, number eight, I am grateful for my parents. They always did and do their best to be great people. And that's true. They're always continuously working on themselves and doing what they can to grow and be the best versions of themselves that they can. So thank you guys for doing the work. I love you guys. Um, number nine, I am Oh, I'm supposed to say thank you, thank you, thank you. Like I said, I already did the practice. I'll just read it. Number nine, I am grateful for people who show love, support, and understanding from my family and I. It means a lot. That kind of ties into the earlier, earlier one. I guess I don't need to explain all these. Number 10, I am grateful for a paycheck. I can finally pay some stuff I needed to pay. I've been falling behind majorly. I'm so happy I got paid just enough to get me by for a few more days. So thank you, thank you, thank you. So that's what I do is I practice gratitude and there's something, at least 10 things every single day that I do there, I practice gratitude. Practicing gratitude is going to be your number one thing. Saying what you're grateful for is going to be the number one thing to build a better relationship with yourself in my experience. So at the same time, that has to do with making sure you do activities you love, make sure you go running, skateboarding, walking to the beach, go for a nature walk. Um, stand in the grass barefoot, roll around on the floor, dance, sing, um, whatever your thing is, watch a movie, relax, whatever your shit is that you enjoy doing, make sure you do that. But here's the other piece of it though, is like, are the, are the things you enjoy doing actually healthy for you? Because staying inside, staying inside and watching a whole series of movies or TV shows or whatever, it's not necessarily good for you. You know what I mean? So, hello, hello. Did this do anything different? I can't tell, man. Um, I need to just stop messing with stuff. But the, it looks like the recording is all quiet. It's driving me crazy. Sorry. Anyway, <laughs> making sure our activities are actually good for us. And they're actually healthy for us. And finding that balance of kind of like disconnecting from the shit you love to do is good to do. And sit there and watch a series of movie and eat some ice cream. That's cool. That's good. But that's not the right thing to do every day. You know what I mean? Like you'd be way better off in your health and mental health would be much better if you ran and then you did that. Or you just substituted that with running or you cut that in half and then went out for a walk instead. You know, um, so it's like when I, I believe that when we practice gratitude, that is the act of learning and changing and training our subconscious rather than always being right. Because when we're practicing gratitude, there's nothing to really be right about. You know, it's like, I'm grateful for my mom and my dad and the people who are nice to my kids and my family. Like if that's my context and I'm grateful for being alive and I understand that that's worth more than millions of dollars, then I'm already out on the right path for the day. You know what I'm saying? So that equals the training and rewiring of our subconscious and our nerves and changes things on a neurological level because there's things where it's like, and this is proven, I don't know if I'm describing it right, but 
when we do work on ourselves to grow and train our subconscious, it happens mentally, spiritually, and neurologically. So something that happens is we have, uh, I know for myself where I miss out on a lot of this, is, well, currently, is in the neurological part. And that would equal going outside, breathing fresh air, putting your feet in the ground, getting grounded, walking barefoot in the sand, walking barefoot in the grass, stuff like that, that helps change our neurological wiring. Same thing with meditating um, and stuff like that, stuff that connects you to a higher source or mother nature or something bigger than us. You know what I mean? So when we do that, that actively changes and addresses that neurological wiring. So the other part of all of this, aside from how do we have a better relationship with ourselves, having the answer be gratitude and doing things that are actually good for you would be discovering your purpose. And I think that when we discover our purpose via gratitude, we win. Because if your purpose is found through gratitude, or it go it coincides with gratitude, or it goes hand in hand with gratitude, then you're winning because you're not doing things for selfish reasons, you're doing things for grateful reasons. And there's a big fucking difference between doing stuff that's self-serving and doing stuff that you're grateful for. Because if you're grateful, you've already served yourself. So you don't really need to give yourself more. You don't need to take more from anybody because of the alignment with gratitude and purpose. When we are in alignment with our gratitude and purpose, we just automatically are on the right path, whether we feel like it or not, because those are the things that set us up to be the best version of ourselves. So observation of ourselves. How can we practice the role? This is cool. I like this a lot. Shout out to my topic plug again. Uh, you majorly hooked it up. This is an exciting one. I lo- I'm digging this. So observation of ourselves. How can we practice the role we play in situations? That's deep right there. That's a deep question. How can we practice the role we play in situations with family, friends, in public, and etc.? So we can understand how we can better ourselves or take away the lessons we need to. That's a fire-ass question, man. Excuse me. So, practicing the role we play in situations with family, friends, and public so we can understand how to better ourselves or take away the lessons we need to, I think that kind of dips back into purpose again. What is your purpose? So, for me... I'll give you an example. Maybe this will make sense for you guys. For me, my purpose is to teach babies how to save their lives in the water, help adults overcome lifelong fears. That's my work. My second purpose is podcasting, putting this out there. Like, this podcast allows me to never die. You know what I mean? Like, I'm forever in history with this podcast. And this is just for my family so that way they know how to unpack their generational baggage way easier because they say whoa i saw great 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 grandpa's shit or his kindness or his whatever and that's why we are the way we are so podcasting that's my other purpose and being a great father is my next purpose so for me it's those three things that motivate me on a daily basis and i'm i'm grateful for the opportunities to be good at these things and to to get better at them continuously, that's what I'm out to do. So for me to practice the role I play in situations with my family, friends, or people of the public would be is what I'm doing and what I'm how I'm interpreting and what I'm saying and how I'm responding, is that in alignment with my purpose? So if somebody's like talking about whatever politics or something, and I'm like, I have the choice on how I choose to respond. I can argue with it. I can input to it. I can just kind of be able to acknowledge it and move forward. There's many ways I can handle it. But for me personally, how I'm going to handle it is what was I grateful for? How can I be grateful for what this person's sharing? Or how can I be grateful for their perspective or point of view? And what is my purpose? So is my purpose to learn from this person? Is my person to educate this person? Is it to... Like, is if I educate this person, does that help me be a better father? 
or a better podcaster or a better teacher? Or if I argue with this person, does that make me a better father, podcaster, teacher? If I debate and go back and forth with this person, we exchange point of views. Will that help me be a better father, teacher, podcaster? If I, you know what I'm saying? Like, whatever the fuck it is, like, is it going to help me be the better version of me? You get what I'm saying? So I check in with my purpose and my gratitude, and then I listen for, I'm not just listening for my own responses. I'm listening for the gold and what the person is saying. And that helps with the observation of ourselves is that plus when you say what you're what you're grateful for every day, a whole bunch of times, and you've written it down and you've done the exercise and you woke up with your million dollar morning or whatever it's called, that helps us understand ourselves better. And then we know what to take away from the conversation. So if somebody's spewing off a bunch of like political bullshit, I don't agree with. What can I take away from this? What lesson can I take away from what this person's sharing, even if I don't agree or like what they're saying? Well, that brings me back to, well, shit, I really appreciate spending my time with these people. I'm grateful for being able to spend time with these people, and I'm grateful for for knowing better than to have to engage and argue with all this extra shit. You know what I'm saying? So what we're going to do is take a quick break. And we will be right back. What up, everybody? Welcome, bicycle. I think I'm a little bit louder now. I think. I don't know if I did the right shit or not. Um, I don't know. Anyways, we're just going to keep fucking rolling. If this podcast turns out all quiet, I'll know by the time I listen to it. <laughs> so let's keep it fucking moving. Keep it rolling like a freight train. Mm. Damn, good coffee is good. So, how we can understand, how we can better ourselves and take away the lessons we need to is standing in our purpose, listening through our purpose, rather than just listening for a debate or an argument or whatever the fuck, right? So, the next piece of this is being in control of our thoughts, actions, and emotions, And what we bring to the table. So we can see if we're contributing positively or just stuck in certain patterns of defensiveness, stubbornness, or avoidance. That's pretty good. So, man, being in control of our thoughts, actions, and emotions and what we bring to the table. So we can see if we're contributing positively or just stuck in certain patterns of defensiveness, stubbornness, or avoidance. Well, like I said, this kind of goes hand in hand with the earlier part of this, which is obviously going to be through our listening, through our purpose, how grateful for how grateful we are or aren't. Because that's the thing is like, if you really listen through the lens of gratitude, You can hear if people are grateful or not for their situations, for their whatever it may be. Like, when we're in control of our situation, sorry, I just kind of like was thinking about a whole bunch of other shit at the same time. I was thinking about my work schedule right as I was explaining this. That's not what I wanted to say. (laughs) Being in control of our thoughts, actions, and emotions and what we bring to the table. Well, that's going to, a lot of that's going to tie to what our subconscious does and says and how it listens or how it doesn't listen. You know what I mean? Because our subconscious is kind of what really runs the show. Now, there's different levels of our subconscious. Absolutely. But what really runs the show is that because it's like, it's what's in the background of everything that really determines it. It's like, if, some, if you're hanging out with a bunch of people and they're like, yeah, let's go to the fucking, we're going to go to the beach and go to the bar tomorrow. You're like, yeah, fuck yeah, sounds like fun. In the back of your head, your subconscious is like, I'm not hanging out with these people again. Like, or that sounds whack, or that sounds like too many people, or that, or I don't have enough money, or I don't have the time, or I would rather do this, or whatever your subconscious is saying in the background, that's really what you want to do, so then you're so happy when the person calls the next day, oh, we're not going, or they just don't hit you up at all, 
And it's like, oh, it was just a drunk idea or just a like in the moment excited idea. But we're not really like your subconscious didn't really want to. My subconscious didn't really want to. So hey, it's let, it's better just let it fizzle out. And then we both feel happy regarding that, like in that regard. Right. So I think that's kind of funny. Um, so when our subconscious is trained and that has to do with like, I've talked about this before. Like when I spill something, my automatic subconscious thoughts are you fucking idiot, you dumbass. And when I stop and I catch that and I retrain and I go, no, Calvin, you're not a dumbass. You just knocked that over. It's a mistake. That's fine. It's fixable. You know what I mean? So when my subconscious is being trained and we're actively practicing doing that, which I highly recommend everybody go get and buy, order right now the book Fearvana by Akshay Nanavati. Fearvana is, has been my guide and Bible to training my subconscious. And to me, that's the best book, one of the best books I've ever read in my life up to this point. I cannot get enough of that book. It is so good. I just let my mom borrow it. I'm going to re uh I'm going to reread it once she gives it back and I finish my current book. So right now stop and go buy that book. It's the best book fucking ever, dude. Um to me anyways. So that's what I would do for one is go buy that book Fearvana. It's about taking fear and nirvana and combining them, and it creates a new context to live into. When we have a new context to live into, almost anything becomes possible because we've switched our brain from the automatic, like, defensiveness, stubbornness, way of listening, all that shit, switched it to, okay, how can I be and live and come from a state of fearvana? where my fear and my nirvana is put together as one thing and we create bliss and action in a way that we actually want and love and prefer. You know what I mean? So being in control of our thoughts and actions and all that, or knowing if we're just stuck coming from defensiveness or stubbornness or avoidance, we can look back on it because it's going to happen regardless. Like we're going to do those things we're going to be stubborn, we're going to be defensive, we're going to be, we're going to avoid things, that's just going to happen, you know what I mean, no matter what, that's just going to happen, but the thing is, is catching it, and fine-tuning it, and being like, oh, I was being so stubborn right there, or damn, I totally avoided that, or damn, I'm avoiding this, I'm avoiding that, or damn, I, why was I so defensive, you know, and then, I guess depending on the level or severity of it, you can go back and clean it up with that person or you can make peace with it yourself. Like for me, there was this dude at the gas station. I think I shared this before. I thought he shortchanged me. I thought I gave him a 20, but I gave him a 10 and I'm expecting $10 back. And it was at a point where I was like, I really needed the money. And I'm like, bro, I got kids. I'm not trying to fucking rip you off. He's like, and he was, I wish he would have given me better excuses. He's like, no, I know what a $10 bill feels like. I was like, motherfucker, you can't just go off of what it feels. I mean, I didn't say that, but I'm just like, dude, you can't just go off of how it feels. Like, I gave you 20, and little did I forget that I had spent $10 at In-N-Out prior to that interaction. <laughs> and I went and I made a dick of myself, and I was like, dude, I need to go apologize to this guy, blah, blah, I wasn't being very rude, honestly. And it was one of those things, I just had to make peace with myself over it. You know, it's like the dude wasn't offended. He was just more like, bro, like, get the fuck out of here. You're wrong. Like, <laughs> so it was one of those things where it's like, all right, I had to make peace with myself about it. You know what I mean? So I, later I was like, dude, I was being so stubborn and so defensive. And at the same time, I get why, you know what I mean? I analyzed it and I was like, fuck, I was just out of alignment. I'd gotten in a car accident earlier and... Well, I had gotten in a car accident the day before. My car felt like it was going to fall apart. I didn't know if it was even drivable. Like, my insurance has been avoiding me. So I started a lawsuit with my fucking insurance company. This whole fucking thing, right? And I I just kept taking stock in when I would be defensive or avoidant or uh, 
stubborn or whatever, you know? So I think when we go back and we analyze how we were in certain conversations and whatever, it really helps us break that down. So for me, I realized something, I don't know if I've been, I guess I've been avoiding it, is having a conversation with my brother about the last fight we got into. We kind of just let time go by and it kind of like started healing itself. But I know that this is what bugs me is like looking back, I know that there's probably still parts of it he's still bugged about. And for me, even in whether or not I make peace with it for myself, which I have peace with it for myself, I can never talk about it and it'll probably be fine. At the same time, I probably should go talk about it. So I will do that. Um, the thing is, it's like, I think we both understand that what happened is smaller than the big picture. You know what I mean? So at the same time, even understanding that there is a level of responsibility I've got to take to go handle that and help that situation. You know what I mean? So at the same time with timing coming into respect and all that, I I understand that too. So that's something I'm mindful of. And I want to make sure that I'm coming from the right place to where I'm not just being a dick or I'm being like, oh, because you did this. So that's why I acted like this or putting it on him or putting it all on me or whatever. You know what I mean? So I've been having to assess and analyze what's the right way to handle type of situation. You know what I mean? So I think I've gathered enough intel on myself to know where to come from. So that way, when I go to have the conversation, I don't come off as defensive or avoiding or stubborn or anything like that, you know, to be able to communicate in a way that's clear and and understood for the both of us. So when we start training our subconscious, we can, that kind of, I don't like the idea of being in control of our thoughts and emotions. More so, I prefer coming from a place of understanding our thoughts and emotions. You know what I mean? Because you can't control them, but you can understand them. And when you understand, I always say this, if I understand, I can't be mad. So that's why there's things people have done to me or said to me or accused me of or whatever. And I'm like, well, shit, I understand So I'm not mad. You know what I mean? Like, if you understand, that means you get it. And if you get it, what is there to be mad at? What is there to defend? What is there to protect? What is there to avoid? If you understand it, then you're no longer mad. It's like the understanding wipes out the madness from it. So when we understand what we're doing in situations, it can help us be better in the future. So, you know, it's like when we understand what we're doing, it makes us better in the future. So how do we do that? Well, purpose and gratitude. And I know that's cliche and that's corny. Oh, find your purpose. Like, it's not like that. It's for reals. It's like when you actually really, truly filter everything through a filter of gratitude and purpose, it's freedom. Is hell of freedom when everything is filtered through those two things. Because gratitude and purpose, they both encapsulate self-understanding. They both encapsulate a lack of force. It's like, well, I'm just doing this anyways. You don't, Whether you push me or not, I don't care. I'm going to just keep going. Whether you try and stop me or not, I'm going to go under, over, around, through, whatever the fuck, right? So when gratitude and purpose... And those two things are brought through the lens and the filter and the work of training our subconscious, boom. Then our listening and our stubbornness and avoidance and all that, it becomes on point. Then what we could do is transfer all that stubbornness and avoidance into we filter that into a positive thing because like i said stubbornness avoidance and all that is not going to just go away you just redirect it you know what i mean so stubbornness would be okay for me and my purpose where i'll allocate my stubbornness is to being a good dad being a good podcaster and being a good teacher i should say great at all those things not good You know what I mean? So if 
I if my purpose is those three things, then I will avoid doing things that take me off of that line, that take me off that track. I will avoid those things. And that's healthy to avoid. So things that I avoid in real life to keep me in alignment with that. And I wouldn't even necessarily say I avoid, but I just, I mean, I just don't really deal with it. It's not in my world so much. Would be like partying, clubbing, going out drinking. Um, Those are things that I avoid in a healthy way. You know what I'm saying? Because my purpose is to be, if I'm out partying and getting drunk, which there's nothing wrong with that. I've done plenty of it. But if I'm avoiding getting drunk, if I'm avoiding, or I don't like to say avoiding, just not participating in, if I'm not participating in drinking, partying, clubbing, going out like that, then that keeps me in alignment with my purpose because I can't be a great teacher, I can't be a great podcaster, and I can't be a great dad if I'm out getting drunk all the time. You get what I'm saying? So... I will avoid those things and I will stubbornly avoid those things or not participate in those things, I should say. You know what I mean? So my my point is, is to redirect our stubbornness, defensiveness, avoidance, all that and redirect it into a way that allows our purpose to be healthy and grow and strengthen. Damn. That's fucking, that's hard. (laughs) That's dope as fuck. So... When we are in alignment with that, it's easier to be grateful and it's easier to be happy and it's easier to be understood and understand other people. And the more that we practice gratitude, the less we judge others and the more we are grateful for our purpose and we practice our purpose, the more that the more freedom we have. And when you put your defensiveness and your stubbornness or your whatever your thing is, like for me, stubbornness is my number one, like biggest flaw slash thing that helps me. Being stubborn has accomplished me amazing things. Being stubborn helped me accomplish 75 hard was actually 112 hard. You know, being stubborn allowed me to accomplish 75 hard. Being stubborn allowed me to... Uh, See, it works both ways. Being stubborn allowed me to wait long enough to the end of the month to start selling gift certificates to make enough money to pay for my rent and bills and all that shit. But at the same time, that same stubbornness allowed me to fucking do the work, do the work, do the work. Let's go, go, go. At the end of the month when I've only got a couple days left. You see, so it's like I came with it unhealthily and kind of used it to help me healthily. Like, I've realized I work good under pressure, so there's something in me makes, I don't know what it is, I gotta, like, dissect this for myself, which is something in me makes me procrastinate to the last minute because my subconscious thinks, oh, you work best under pressure, so wait till it's fucking boiling hot and the the lid's about to blow to actually take your action because you do good there. And I need to undo that and just take the action like it's urgent in the beginning, so that way I don't fuck myself and stress for two, three weeks And then at the last minute, like, ah, bang it out, boom, boom, boom. You know what I mean? So when we can kind of redirect these things, like that's me in the middle of shifting that, that level of stubbornness, that level of avoidance, that level of, you know, defensiveness, because I could probably give you reasons as to why I'm acting like that. And I just did. It's like, well, I work good under pressure, so I will... Whatever. And it's not that I consciously say that. I consciously, I'm like, yeah, I'll go to the, to the, what did I say? I'll go to the beach or I'll go clubbing with you tomorrow or I'll go to the bar with you tomorrow. Like that was my version of that, but I'm really happy that I didn't have to go. You know what I mean? So that's me with like bills and responsibilities and shit. So I'm shifting it to be more stubborn about, I want to apply my stubbornness to handle this now. Don't wait. Turn the pressure on yourself. Turn the pressure cooker up on your damn self. So that way you don't have to wait till the last minute, freak the fuck out, and then it's actually real pressure because if you don't make the deadline, then you're actually fucked. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) So training the subconscious is going to be the smartest and most powerful and effective thing that we can do. 
you know, and doing that with gratitude and purpose in mind as an everyday continuous thing to practice, participate in, and to actually, and to actively do, like, the power of gratitude is absolutely fucking incredible. The part is, is to apply the gratitude. Well, it depends what your definition of is, is. Sorry, that was a terrible Bill Clinton. <laughs> power of gratitude is phenomenal because, so, oh, the thing is with the gratitude is that it's easy I don't know, maybe this is just me, I'm not sure. But it's easier to practice gratitude when I'm suffering than it is to practice gratitude when things are going good. I don't know why or what, but something, I think it's a level of stubbornness in my subconscious. It's a level of lack of gratitude that I have when things are going good. You know what I mean? It's like, it's kind of under the same thing as like, well, do you only pray when shit hits the fan? You know what I mean? Oh, dear God, help me. Like, or do you actively pray every time even when things are good? Do you thank God when things are good? You know what I mean? So all of that factors in. You know what I mean? Like what is our like what what is our best way to better and change and challenge and train our subconscious and our thoughts and all of that? Well, it's just like that. You know what I mean? Go back and rewind the episode. <laughs> so training the subconscious that's going to be the biggest thing how we train our subconscious is via gratitude practicing and visualization but we have to practice these things we have to practice 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 i have to practice thanking my subconscious i have to practice thanking life i have to practice thanking all the things i'm grateful for and it's active practice you know what i mean so that's the power of gratitude and purpose is it unpacks all of that and it helps us understand. So don't be upset if you make the mistake over and over and over. If you catch it, you're doing the work. If you catch it and you don't blame the other person, if you catch it and you apply it to yourself, then that's good. That's doing the work in the best way possible. That's actively doing the work. And when you're practicing gratitude and purpose and all these things, it's never perfect. There's going to be things that go up and down and up and down. And what I've discovered in the course of manifesting and creating th and creating things that you actually want and having them come real, there's sort of this cycle. And I've learned this through mastering teaching, which is you set it out, you put it out there, you set out for it, you start getting good results and reviews and feedback. And then it fucking tanks way lower than you were before you even started. And then that's when the challenge happens. Are you getting, are you growing attachment? Are you growing forceful? And usually we start getting forceful in a situation when we have attachment to something. I'm attached to the outcome and it just dipped. It was doing good and then now it dipped. So now I'm attached, like, so the trick is to let go of the attachment and let the thing fly back up to the position that is of in your favor. I hope that makes sense. I hope that communicates. You know what I mean? It's like, so it's like you set it out and then you let it go and you back. You don't, I don't know about back off, but you let, you relinquish force and then you come back at it with a clear mind again. Like when we let go of the attachment and then we come back and we push again, that's usually when shit starts working in our favor. And it's really weird that it works that way, but it does work that way. I've experienced and seen this firsthand so many times, whether my own way or through somebody else's creation or whatever it may be, right? So observe yourself, observe your thoughts, observe your subconscious, observe your purpose, observe your gratitude. If you don't know your purpose, practice with gratitude. Just start there and then start. And then through the practice of gratitude, your purpose will start presenting itself because you'll start realizing a common theme in everything you're grateful for. Damn, I'm really grateful for warm socks. I'm grateful for warm food. I'm grateful for whatever. Damn, now I, I can relate more to what it's like to being homeless. So I see this guy's actually cold. He's actually hungry. I'm going to go hook him up with a warm meal because I know how good it feels to have one. Or whether somebody's not homeless or not, or they're struggling financially and you help them out. 
hey man, like here's some groceries or here's some this or that. It's like whatever. Like to me, the one of the best gifts I've ever received from my parents was when, as an adult, I should say, is when they would bring food to the house and it's like oh here's here's some food to help you know and it's like holy fuck like they went to costco and bought a pack of chicken bought some fucking whatever right um and i'm like oh my god like thank you so much dude like you have no idea how much it helps you know well they do so that's why they're they would do that you know no i love that i think that's so cool that was something that i want to be able to contribute to other people you know um or, like, my mom helping out, like, oh, here's some extra money. It's like, what the fuck? Like, thank you. Or, you know, just shit like that. It's it's so appreciated. And I see that when I'm in alignment with my purpose and gratitude, I really appreciate those things so much more, you know? And it's not like, oh, I don't like this kind of chicken. Or I don't like this kind of... It's like, no, like, thank you so much. I so appreciate it. I'm so grateful you know, and in my subconscious, that's what's going on, too, because there's being fake grateful on the other. Oh, thank you. Thank you. You know, and then there's like, wow, I really appreciate this. And I write it down in my book and whether you ever know about it or not. You know what I mean? So the power of gratitude and the power of aligning yourself with your purpose is just fucking ridiculous and phenomenal and powerful, man. So start there if you don't know where else to start. Um. And do your damn thing, you know what I mean? So, hope you guys have a beautiful day. Make sure you guys listen to the song my son made specifically. Well, he made and let us use for the show. Love you guys. Much love. Peace. Not one of those Californians, but still proud to be from California. I don't wear a mask when I drive in the car by myself. Does not wear a mask in the store. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Hope you guys have a beautiful day. I gotta go get some work done. Much love. Have a beautiful day. Much love. Peace.